Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey gang, Kelly Girl here. Welcome to another show with your saltwater guide who will be joining us in just a second. I just wanted to come on here and thank everyone so much for all your support and um, the stars. Um, it really means a lot to both Dave and I. And uh, so I just wanted to, to thank you all um, from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> um, so you hear it from me. And uh, you're going to have a great show. Dave's real excited about this one today. And as I am too. I will be stepping out. I've got, uh, I actually have a hair appointment today. I'm just going to tell you all. <laughs> I've got priorities. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I really do have hair appointments. So anyway, uh, enjoy the show. And thanks again. And without further ado, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, your saltwater guide. Woo, Kelly girl. Yeah. <laughs> Woo thanks, babe. Thanks for starting the show as yeah, usual. Yeah. Great job. Great job as always. Gang, thank you very much for joining us again. We got another really fun one for you today. First of all, thank you all for sending in your suggestions on what we should be talking about and what can we talk about. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy day to let me know some topics that I can bring up and talk about on the show. It means a lot, and I thank you very, very much. Today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We always talk about a Promar Ahi product on Tuesdays, and today's no different. I told you all yesterday we were going to talk about the live deception lure, and we have some of those to talk about today. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Thank you very much, everybody. The stars that were given yesterday, that was an incredible amount of stars. So I just want to thank you all. And if you don't know what those are on Facebook, it's an option that you have to give stars to the to, – uh, different broadcasts or different um, videos, if you will. And uh, gang, yesterday was incredible. So thank you very much, Mike Lewis, Augie, and Dan and Kim, and everybody else that's constantly giving stars. And because of you guys, everyone else wants to give stars now too. So thank you very, very much. And I really appreciate it. Today we're going to be talking about, because I had two different people send in messages talking about what about boat maintenance and what should we be thinking about as the season starts and as it gets going. So that's what we're going to pretty much cover today on today's show. We're going to cover what I believe you need to uh, have checked on your boat and make sure that you have plenty of this and plenty of that and some of the things that you need. So we're going to go over that today. And we're going to talk about that. Also, gang, those of you that went over there and looked at the uh, Skipjack video, is that incredible? The amount of people, it's just absolutely amazing, right, Darren and uh, Mike Lewis, you guys commented over there. It's just absolutely comical. That video is going to hit 100 million, or it's going to hit a million views here probably by tomorrow afternoon. It's absolutely incredible. We have seven videos over on Facebook right now that 
in the last 28 days that have all had somewhere near a million views. Some of them only have five or 600,000 views, but it is moving along really quick. Over on TikTok, we have like a really weird shadow ban going on right now. I don't know why. We have 90,000 90, uh, followers on uh, TikTok, yet they don't let anybody see our videos over there. It's very strange. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it is what it is. And then it, it Instagram, it seems like a little bit of shadow ban they have going on over there. It's kind of trying to, they're lifting it up a tiny bit. They're letting a few people see. We only have 30,000 followers over on Insta. So you should, if, if you think about it, gang, if you have 30,000 followers and you post a cool video, somebody, you should get at least 10,000 views if you have that many followers. But what they do is they keep their thumb on it pretty hard. They, I don't know why they don't want anybody to see it, especially the advertising. My goodness. Over on Facebook, they don't have anything like that. We're going full speed over there. We have the fourth most watched video in the history of Facebook right now. It has 104.7 million views. And we posted that in March, on March 9th. That's pretty incredible numbers. But we get about, over on Facebook, we're getting about 30 million views a month right now. I know that a lot of you get way more views, and I understand that. I'm just blown away. I'm just some dumb old fisherman guy that uh, didn't even know how to spell the internet five years ago, and here we are kind of being an influencer. So though, if you want to have fun, you don't even have to sign up to Facebook. Go over there and look at some of the posts. Tying up the boat video is absolutely mind-boggling. And I have about 13 or 14 tying up the boat videos that all have over a million views. People trying to let me know that I don't know how to tie up a boat. Then that skipjack video is incredible because <laughs> there are so many people telling me it's not a skipjack. It's the most unbelievable thing. I've. It's so fun. It's absolutely, for me, it's almost as much fun as fishing. Speaking of fishing, though, I'm going fishing tomorrow, so we will not be doing the show live tomorrow. I'm going to do the show. Well, we will do it tomorrow, but it'll be at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. It will not be at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So everybody that loves to watch, just know that I'm going fishing tomorrow. I'm going to go do my favorite thing. I'm going to go rooster fish fishing. One of our members, Bob, from our website, Your Saltwater Guide, and his buddy are going to be here this afternoon. They're flying in, and we're going fishing tomorrow morning. And uh, we're going to go rooster fish fishing. So hopefully we catch a couple roosters. Should be fun. And uh, it's going to be a great day out on the water regardless. We might even catch a fish. You never know. But uh, that's why we won't be going live tomorrow. But let's get into our agenda today and what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah, make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button. Uh, the, the like button is huge. But to be perfectly honest with you, Brian, I don't think that's going to help over on uh, those other two channels because they just love to play with that algorithm. But, gang, number one thing that we talk about and that one of our members sent me a message last night, your batteries. We, I got a... I got a member right now that's out on his 43 Michelson. They're out there with his skiff and they're out at San Clemente Island. They got no batteries. The batteries are dead, dead, dead. They got no battery on the skiff. They got no battery on this big boat. They can't get their generator started. 
So this goes back to what we're talking about. I know you uh, bought your batteries last year. I know that. And I know you bought them last year. But go look at the dates on them. And you might be shocked. Because for the 48 years I've been doing this and the all the boats I've been on, every time the people say, well, I just bought those batteries. And we go and we look and they're six years old. And they're like, holy mackerel, I thought I just bought them. Gang, if you get two years out of your boat battery, that is phenomenal. I personally change the batteries every two years. Usually that brings them into under warranty. You can take them back to wherever you bought them, get a, get a discount on the new batteries. But also, you're going to be out on the ocean. You're going to turn that ignition, ignition switch and your boat's not going to start. That sucks. But here's the other thing about batteries, gang. If you're hooked up to a battery charger all night, if you're plugged into shore power, like every boat and every marina is plugged in all the time charging those batteries, well, you're cooking your batteries. I'm not saying don't charge them because you got to charge them. But if it's on a trickle charger or whatever type of charger it's on, you're cooking the batteries all the time. You're constantly cooking your batteries. You're constantly using them. It's not like your car battery where it's only used once in a great while and you don't have a charger hooked up to your car battery all the time. Your car battery is going to last four years. I know you got six. My sister's brother's aunt's cousin didn't change her battery for six years. Wow, that's great. That's stupid maintenance. That's lame. But we're talking about out on the ocean, in the water, spending time on water, especially you bass boat guys. My gosh. With all the different electronics and your uh, trolling motor and all the other things you use all the time on your boat, those batteries are the most important part of having a successful day. So make sure that you check your check the dates on your batteries. And if they're outside of two years, you got to really think. And I know you can't afford to get batteries, but you can afford to get the gas to go fishing. That's Nowadays, that's the price of one battery. So think about it. Don't. Don't drag it out any further than you have to. Do not drag out the batteries longer than you have to. After two years, you're just playing with a disaster getting ready to happen. And I'm not here to argue with you. I don't need to argue. I don't need to know that you've had your batteries in your boat for 12 years and you've never had a problem. That's not what we're doing here today. What we're doing is we're trying to help you so that you can be in front of any type of disaster that could happen to you out on the water. The worst thing in the world could happen to you, you could be out there 60, 70 miles and you could have read someone's book or someone told you you need to shut your boat down. That was a little fly there. You need to shut your boat down when you approach a kelp paddy because you don't want to make any noise, which you know is ridiculous if you're a member of my website. But there are people that still believe the guy that wrote the book that says you got to approach him super quiet. That guy's never fished for a living, but he wrote a book and you bought it. When you approach a kelp paddy... I don't know if you've ever been on a sport boat, but the engines are the engines are on, generators on, 40, 50 people, steel boat, bathroom door slamming, kids screaming, people puking, guy on the PA calling out, number seven, your burger's ready, number seven, your burger. And you pull up on your sea swirl, 26 foot, with your little outboard motor that makes no noise now that they're four strokes, makes no noise. You pull up and you read some booger eater's book that told you you need to stealthily approach a kelp patty. So you pull up and you shut your boat off 
and you're 90 miles out in the middle of the ocean, and then it won't start. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what a disaster that will bring? And now let's just say, well, I have vessel assist, so I'm not really. Really? So you're going to drift? I have a gold card. Great. I'm so happy for you. But now you're going to be stuck out there drifting because when you call vessel assist or CETO or whoever you call, they are not on the boat sitting out in the ocean by you. They're in a marina or they're at their house. They have to get down to their car, get in, get in the car, drive down to the marina, get on the boat, start the boat, drive all the way out to you in the middle of the flipping ocean and then hook you up. And if your batteries are dead, your radio doesn't work. Oh, I didn't even think of that, Captain Dave. Yeah, so now you can't even call for help. And you can't even tell anybody where you are. This battery thing has been probably one of the biggest Achilles tendons in my years of guiding. It was the biggest problem I saw in all my years of guiding was that the batteries were way out of date, gang. Go do yourself a favor tomorrow when you go down on your boat or tonight when you get home and you see your boat in your garage or wherever you have your boat stored at or down in the marina, just look at your batteries. I know you just bought them, but you'll be shocked at how long ago it was that you just bought them. I've heard it so many times and it's like the people get shocked once they find out that uh, their batteries are that old. So check it out. Make sure. Gang, if you have any questions or text, you need to text message me during the show, you got to quit texting me, Dave, because... That bing, bing, bing is bugging everybody on Spotify and Apple. So if you got a burning desire to talk to me, just wait till the show's over, buddy. I love you very much. But that ding, ding, ding is driving everyone crazy on Spotify, Apple, and Megaphone. So, okay. Check your batteries, okay? Second of all, check your bilge pumps. Check your bilge pumps. Check the wiring. God damn it. Okay. I'm going to have to shut off the phone. Check your bilge pump, all right? Check your float switch. Check your bilge pump. Check the wires on your bilge pump. I don't care if your boat's been in your driveway for a year and you're... Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I don't even know I, why. Okay. We're trying, trying to keep the thing. And if you guys have a question or something you need to talk about, Text it on the show. I can see it up on the screen and it doesn't make noise. Do me a favor. Do that for me. It makes the show better for the people on Spotify, Apple, and Megaphone. But listen, check your bilge pump. Go down on your boat. I don't care if you checked it yesterday. Go down there and pull on the wires a little bit. Just give them a little touch. Make sure that they're not corroded because that water, that salt water laying on those wires will cause a tiny bit of corrosion. And they'll fall right off. And you don't want your bilge pump to be disconnected. Check your bilge pump. Check the wires from your bilge pump. And also check your float switches, which are super important. And if you don't have float switches on your bilge pump on your boat, you're out of your ever-loving mind. You're crazy. You have to have float switches on your bilge pumps, gang. It's super important. You got to have those float switches on your bilge pump. You got to check your connections. When the wires are spliced together with a, a butt connector, a lot of times it'll look good, but if you don't give it a little, just a tiny little pull, little tug, 
and make sure that they're connected. You'll just see them, they'll fall off. Or when you're running hard out on the ocean and you're bouncing around, the wires will fall right up. So many people lose everything on their boat because it sank because their bilge pumps aren't hooked up proper. Guy down here in Cabo, that happened on his boat. It's just not worth it. You have to pay attention to these things. Maintenance is huge. I just posted that video this morning of how often should you survey your boat if it's in the water. Gang, if your boat's in the water, I like to do it every two years. Coast Guard requires on the sport boats that they come out of the water every 18 months. You got to look at them every 18 months. They require that. Most guys do it every year. But your private boat, that thing should come out of the water never longer than two years. If you're leaving it in the water longer than two years because you can't afford to pull it out, gang, it's going to cost you way more the next time because you're going to have to pull it out and it's going to be a disaster. Like I say on the video, you can pay us now or you can pay us later. But when you pay us later, it's going to be way more expensive than it is now. Gang, I'm not lying. I'm not making stuff up. I don't work in conjunction with any shipyard. I'm just trying to help you, the private boater. That's why I built my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. That's why I do all the things I do. That's why I do this seminar or podcast every day, Monday through Friday, it's to try to help you. And this knowledge that I'm sharing with you is absolutely crucial to making sure that you have the best time you can possibly have on your private boat when you're out on the water. So check your batteries first, check your bilge pumps second, okay? Now, another thing that we teach all of our members on the website is bait is crucial. And your bait pump is crucial. And if you haven't checked your bait pump, if you haven't looked at your bait pump, if you just walk on your boat, flick the switch every time you go down there and you just think that that bilge pump's going to work and you don't put any time or effort into it or look at it, I bet you that bilge pump's about ready to fall. I mean, not the bilge, bait pump is about ready to fall apart. When you go down to your boat tomorrow or the next day or when this weekend or tonight when we're done, go look at your bait pump system. Go look down in the bilge because if it's got any type of metal on it, if it's not a rule, it's not the plastic ones, if it's got any metal on it, I bet it's all corroded. Check your wire harness on your bait pump. Make sure that it's not all falling apart because 99.9% .9 of the boats I've been on, that all the wiring and everything is all just corroded to all get out, all ready to fall apart. And then there's some other things that we're going to talk about here in just a second. But real quick, I want you to see this little video that I shot and uh, keep an eye on this and then we'll jump back in here in just a second. Tiny little sardine. Then it's got, it's a live deception flash lure. And if you can see as I twist it in this, in the sun, you can see how it flashes. You can get these and several other products at Promar Ahi USA. Just log right on with that QR code that I throw up on the screen at the end of this video. You'll save 10% on these products. Get the size that works for you. Match the hatch. Thanks. Okay, gang, that's the live deception flash lure that we were talking about. We talk about it all a lot on the show. There's your QR code. Those of you on TikTok, you don't get the QR code, but there's your QR code. When you go into Promar Gang and you check out their website, you're going to see so much stuff that you already purchased anyway. And this month, again, we gave away that grab bag last month. We're 
Promar said, no problem. They're doing it again this month. All you have to do is visit the store. So grab that QR code. Those of you on TikTok, go to promarahi.com. Go to the website or grab the QR code. Go in there just by visiting the website through the QR code. Elliot's going to know who you are and we're going to get somebody is going to win that bag of swag. We're going to give it away on July 1st. So check out, grab that QR code because I'm going to pull it down here and get back into talking about the things that are important on your private boat. So grab that QR code real quick here. Let me see if I can show it to you on TikTok. Grab that QR code. Let's see. Can we see it? No, we can't. There's no way. All right. Well, grab that QR code anyway on all you got to do is enter the store. You're going to be entered. You don't even have to buy anything. No purchase necessary. Grab the QR code. I'm pulling it down. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. Goodbye. Okay. So back to our boat, back to our private boat. Listen, on your private boat, I don't care if it's a 20-foot skipjack or if it's a 70-foot hatteras. You have through-hole valves on your boat. Those are valves that go into the ocean from your hull. You have to exercise those. What do you mean, Cap Dave, exercise them? You have to open and close it. And it should be able to be open and closed with your bare hand. You don't want to get out of a ranch or you don't want to get out of come along or you don't want to get out of a pry bar. If that's the case, then those things aren't exercised enough. And I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of you, you're... Uh, through-hole valves have not been exercised. And I don't care if you're on your bass boat or if you're on your hatteras. Every single one of those through-hole valves should be worked and worked and worked. And if you can't open and close it, you're going to have to hit it with some heat and get it heated up. And I know that's really hard to heat them up when they're in the water. So... You just got to get a torch, you got to heat it up, and you got to start working it back and forth until it's super easy to work. And once you go down there and you find out that it isn't easy to work, you're going to be like, holy moly, why did I let this go? And then you'll never make that mistake again. But it is crucial because you're going to snap one of those rubber hoses. You're going to, one of those hose clamps is going to fall off one day. And you're not going to be able to shut off the through hole. And that water is going to be pouring into your bilge. And you are going to be super bummed because you did not take the time to exercise your through-hole valves. And they have to have a gate valve that should open and close. It should be a gate valve that open and op will open and close. And you're going to go down there and you're going to find out that you cannot open and close yours. I've seen it a hundred times. I made videos about it. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to pull the boat out of the water and replace it. And I'm going to suggest that you do that before you cut into a giant problem. I'm going to suggest that you go down to your boat tomorrow and you go down there and you exercise all your through holes, every one of them. Anything where the water comes through the bottom of the boat and into your, into your bilge anywhere, that's a through hole. And you have to make sure that the valve open and, will open and close. And it should open and close very easily. And you might be the dominant male or the dominant female in your relationship. You may be stronger than the other person and you got really work on it hard to open and close it. Well, that's not going to work. It should be able to be open and closed with a couple fingers. 
because it's crucial. It is going to stop your boat from sinking. It is super crucial and it's super neglected all the time. We can go down here to the yachts in Cabo and I can probably go on 10 of them and nine of them, you're not going to be able to move the through holes because that's just a thing that people don't think about. And it's gnarly and it's going to cause you so many problems. So many problems. Like I teach all my deckhands. Go down there, exercise the through holes. It's important. You've got to go down there and they're like, oh, I can't open and close it. Well, wait a minute. I told you to exercise it last month. Didn't you do that? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't know you meant all of them. Yeah, all of them, gang, because when one of them pops, we're going down. We're sinking. There's nothing I can do. And another thing you want to do is you want to look at every one of those through holes. And I'm sure you've been on some boats before where you see the corks and you're like, why does he have a bag of corks in the toolbox? Why does he have some corks? And they make rubber corks and they make cork corks. You want to have them on your boat. So if there is a problem and you cannot get that through hole valve shut off, you want to slam that cork into that hole to stop the water from flowing. Another thing that works really well that I used for a long, long time, and I learned from the old timers that I worked with when I was a kid back in the 70s. You know what works perfect if you don't have a cork? An apple. Shove that apple right in on there. Just shove it right down. It's going to be a temporary fix. It'll stop the boat from sinking. You're not going to run around for the next month with an apple stuck in there, but it's going to get you back to the dock where you can deal with that through hole. But an apple will work. I, I don't know if an orange would work. Maybe it would, but I know an apple works and it works really good. So make sure you have some apples and you have some corks that fit your through holes. Everyone's different size on most boats. So you want to make sure you have some corks that fit the size. Next thing is get yourself a handful of hose clamps. Go through your bilge, go through your exhaust, where your exhaust goes into the ocean, where your exhaust touches the ocean. You need some hose clamps, those big hose clamps. You need little hose clamps. You need a plethora of different size hose clamps and have them in a dry bag inside the boat somewhere just to have a handful of them. I'm not saying get every hose clamp known to man, but go look around on your boat and get a handful, get five or six, just so you have them on your boat. And then some rubber inner tube, maybe a piece of an inner tube, something like that, where you can wrap it around a hose when it breaks on your engine or hose when it breaks on your bait system or hose when it breaks on your build system you can wrap that rubber around there and hose clamp it to there it's not going to stop the leak completely but it will slow the leak down so you can get back to a safe port of entry these things are crucial another thing that's crucial is to know how to use your radio you want to make sure that you know exactly how to use your VHF radio because and I'm not talking about going fishing because we have a whole segment on our website about fishing by the radio. We, I don't do it. It's not, I just cannot wrap my head around being out there on the ocean and thinking someone's going to call me in on their wide open bite that doesn't know me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe there's way too many good people in the world, but I've never seen it in my 48 years. 90% of those people that are calling in wide open bites on Channel 72 or 65 are sitting at their house drinking a beer, laughing because they're making you run your boat all over the ocean. You want to make sure your radio is in 
working condition and you want to do that little thing I said with tugging on the cord and then following it down to the bus bar, wherever it's hooked up, make it sure because that radio could be the thing that saves your life, especially if there's a big catastrophic incident, somebody gets hurt, someone falls down, something happens on the boat. You need to know how to use your radio and you need to know how to know where you're at, which is going to come into play here on our next next thing we're going to talk about. But first of all, you want to know how to use that VHF radio. You want to get on channel 16. You want to be calm when you're on the radio and you want to say, United States Coast Guard, United States Coast Guard, this is the vessel, your saltwater guide, and then wait. And then the Coast Guard will come back and say, yeah, your saltwater guide, go ahead. And you're going to say, yeah, United States Coast Guard, this is your saltwater guide. We need some assistance. They're going to say, is this an emergency? If it is an emergency, we're going to stay on 16. If it's not an emergency, they're going to switch you over to a working channel. Probably 22 or 24, 23. They're going to work, send you to a working channel, which means they're going to take you off of the emergency channel, which is 16. And they're going to take you to a working channel. And then they're going to start to figure out what's wrong. If it's a life or death situation, do they need to send the helicopter? Do they need to send the cutter? Or is it something where someone cut themselves or something where they need to send medical? All that's going to be explained to you when you switch over to the working channel, but you need to know how to use the radio. You need to know and you need to stay calm in those situations when something's going on. Because if you're in a panic mode and you're just talking, 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 they can't talk to you because you're taking up the radio. It's not a telephone. So you have to make sure that your call on the radio is precise. You say the boat name, and then call whoever you want to call, say the boat name, get off the radio and wait and listen. And when they're talking, you cannot talk. It's not a telephone. So you have to wait until they're done talking. You'll hear the <clears throat> when they let go of the mic. Then you pick up your mic and you tell them exactly, here's now what we're going to talk about. Your GPS is going to become this the second most important thing besides the radio in an emergency situation that that um, GPS, you need to learn how to read it where you're at. And you need to do that tomorrow morning when you get down there on the boat. You need to know because here's what happens a lot of times in an emergency situation. People panic and they got that cursor rolled out to where they're going to go fishing or they got the cursor rolled out because somebody leaned on something and then there's like, you send out your coordinates. You're, I'm at 33, 22, 111, 117, 18, 200. And uh, the Coast Guard's going to send the cutter or the copter out to find you. And then that isn't where you are because you didn't take the time to learn how to use your GPS where you're at. You know how to use your GPS to go find fish. You know how to use your GPS for the track line. You know how to do all that. You need to learn how to use your GPS to locate where you are at at all times. That is crucial when they send out the, the help, when help is on its way. This is going to come into effect with 
Vessel Assist and CETO, which are two of the companies that will be on the on the road are out on the water to come save you also. But you have to give them the right latitude and longitude. It's crucial. So I would say to get down on your boat and practice and know what that's all about. And then when you're leaving in the morning with your buddies, when you're leaving in the morning with your friends, you're going to go over a checklist of things because, man, here's what's going to happen. None of us ever expect an emergency. That's not what we're planning on happening when we go out fishing for fun on our boats. We're not ever planning on emergency, but you need to get... The, you need to get your buddies and everybody involved in this whole GPS radio thing and make sure that they understand, hey, gang, if there's a problem, let's just work together here. It might be you that's hurt. You're the only one that knows how to use the radio or you're the only one that knows how to use the GPS. Just tell somebody else in the group, hey, bud, check this out. As you're traveling to Clemente or Catalina or going to Fishing, check this out. This is how we use radio. This is how we use the radio. This is how you find out where I'm at. See these? GPS numbers, see how they're changing as we're driving? That lets me know that the cursor's not out on something, that we're actually the GPS numbers up on the screen. That is crucial to understand that and know how that works. That is crucial, okay? So we went over that. Now let's talk about the big one that's going to get you a fine, but also it could save lives. Life jackets, super important. If you have your life jackets on your boat for a very, very long time and you haven't taken them out of the package and looked at them or you haven't taken them out of wherever you them to look at them, you need to open them up, look at them, tug on the straps, make sure the salt water hasn't got on them and started corrosion and so that'll make the straps fall apart because this could be a life or death situation for you. And also, however many people you bring on your boat, by law, you have to have that many life jackets. So... Besides the fact that you want to have a life jacket for everyone on your boat, regardless, because you don't want anybody to not have one, you're also going to get a massive fine if you get boarded by the Coast Guard or the Harbor Patrol or wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever lake you're on, wherever you're at. You must have one life jacket for each person on the boat. It's, it's crucial, gang. So hopefully you understand that. And if you're in storage, on your boat somewhere and you haven't looked at them for a long time, just open them up and check them out. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to be very, very easy to check them out and make sure that they're in working order. It matters. And the other thing is you have to have something to throw. Throw rings the best with X amount of line on it. You have to have X amount of line, rope, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say the wrong thing because then everyone will say, it's not a rope, it's a line, it's not a line, it's a rope. Ah! <sighs> yeah, you got to read those posts if you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's crucial to have your throw ring on your boat. You got to have a throw ring. A lot of people go, oh, I got a cushion, I'll just throw the cushion. Great. But now you listen to me, get a ring, get a ring, get a throw ring, put it somewhere on your boat store it somewhere it's crucial and it has to have a line attached to it if you want it to work properly you can't just throw a throw ring out there and hope you're going to throw the throw ring and it doesn't make it to whoever you're throwing it to you want to be able to pull it in you don't want to drive away from the person you're trying to save to get your throw ring and then drive back over to the person who's drowning gang come on have a rope line attached to your throw ring pull up to the person 
toss the ring to them, have them grab it, pull them back to the boat. Or if you have a really good swimmer on your boat, have them swim the ring over to them. But don't let them, don't have a swimmer go over there with nothing on them and have them, because first person's going to do is panic and drown the swimmer because they're going to try to climb up on them. And that's one thing you get taught lifeguards right away. A lot of lifeguards knock the person out when they pull up there because the person's climbing all over them in a mad panic. Knock them out, drag them in backwards because if not, you're both going to die. So that is crucial to make sure that you don't send your swimmer in your group out there without a life ring. You want to have something when you get to the person so that you can help them get them on the boat. All these things we're talking about today are, I know they have not much to do with fishing, but they do have to do with being on your private boat. And that's what we talk about all the time is being out on your private boat, learning how to do all the things right and learning how to do what is responsible as a private boat owner. So, so it's crucial to make sure that all that stuff's taken care of on your boat. You have everything that we just talked about. And then flares are important. You have to have flares. That's the law. You have to have flares. And you're going to go, well, I have flares. Well, go look at them. They may be out of date. They're all dated. They have a date on them. You want to have red and an orange flare, at least a couple of each, on your boat somewhere. And I know you've never had a problem. And everybody that's ever had a problem, the first thing they said before the problem is they've never had a problem. None of us go out there expecting a problem to happen. And then we get out there and we got a problem. So just understand this is preventative stuff to keep you from having a problem. Another thing that's super important, and we showed it on the uh, video we posted this morning, is those zincs. Those zincs on the bottom of your boat, those zincs on the sides, those zincs on your outboards, those zincs matter so much because there is what we call electricity in the water, and it causes electrolysis to your boat. And a lot of the marinas in Southern California, a lot of the docks are very, very old, and a lot of them are pumping it, electricity right into the water. And that causes massive, um, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Massive tragedy as far as a boat goes because that electrolysis is going to go after the metal. And if you have your zincs and they're, they, they're good and they're thick and you've replaced them as often as you possibly can, then it's going to go after that softest metal. The last thing it's going to go after is your prop. It's going to go after the zinc. When the zinc is gone, it's going to go after your propeller because that's going to be the next softest piece of metal. It's going to go after your propeller. Then it's going to go to your through holes. All your through holes, it's going to go to that, and it's going to eat those away. And then the last thing it's going to do is go after your shaft because that shafts are made out of stainless steel. So that's the last thing to be attacked. But I've seen it where the shaft looks like Swiss cheese because somebody didn't. Here we are, back to what we were talking about 40 minutes ago. They didn't pull their boat out of the water every couple of years to look at everything underneath. You're putting a lot of faith in your uh, diver to tell you that the shafts look good and the propellers look good. And also, don't, well, I don't think we need to change. If your diver is telling you you need to change the zinc, you need to change the zincs. He's not telling you that because he wants to make that extra $12 selling you a pair of zincs. He's telling you that because it's important. You've got to make sure that your zincs are changed all the time. People don't understand this elect electrolysis that happens in the water, in the ocean, but it's 
are in the lake. It happens either lakes or oceans. It doesn't matter. That electricity will eat all your running gear like you can't even believe. And then it'll eat your rudders. It'll eat everything. So it's super crucial to make sure your zincs are in perfect working condition and they work good. And uh, one, one more thing I could probably go off on is when you're out on your private boat, you need to have a plan. You need to talk to everybody on the boat and you need to go over this just like they do on the sport boats. You need to let them know where the flare, everybody needs to know where the flares are. Everyone needs to know where the life jacket is. Everyone needs to know where the throw ring is. And then back to that radio thing. You got to pick one or two people to help them to understand how to use the radio. And I don't care if it's you and your buddy that have fished together for a hundred years. Have you ever gone over to the safety protocol on your boat? And you could be doing something as easy as coming out of Dana Point Harbor, making a right turn and fishing Salt Creek or fishing the point. But you don't have a plan. You better have a plan, gang, because poop happens so fast. Ding, just like that. The boat's sinking. You're fishing, flipping lures, you and your buddy. You're having a good time flipping lures, and all of a sudden the through-hole valve or the through-hole valve for your bait pump, the hose fell off and the stern's filling up with water and all of a sudden your buddy's standing there ankle deep in water and you're like, what, what's going on? What, oh, I don't know. And you and your buddy have no plan. You don't know where the life, he doesn't know where the life jackets are. You're trying to stop the leak and then pretty soon your boat's going down. No one's called anybody on the radio because he doesn't know how to use the radio. He's your fishing buddy, but he doesn't even know how to turn on the radio. All these things matter and they're super crucial to making sure that you have the very best time you can have on your boat, on the water. is Just like we talk about at your saltwater guide, you got to have a plan when you go fishing. It's super important to have a plan and it's super important to have a safety plan when you're out on your private boat. And make sure you go over it with everybody and uh, just check everything out. Make sure everybody's cool and everything's good. And make sure you have plenty of water on your boat, bottled water. Because, uh, like I said, poop happens really quick and water is going to be super crucial. Especially if you're running a boat with uh, heat exchangers, not an outboard. And you need to put water in there in your heat exchanger and you didn't, you didn't check everything because you didn't know maintenance. You're just driving the boat like most people do and they never look at anything. You're going to be very happy when you have that extra water to pull, pour into your radiator. So all these things are super crucial and super important to, to know on your private boat. And uh, we might get joined by one of our guides here who just got back from a couple days fishing. If you can make it in here soon enough, we got about 15 more minutes. We're going to talk to, hopefully talk to Sonny. He said he might try to jump on here with us. We're going to show you that, uh, one more piece of this uh, video. Hold on. Hey, gang. Thanks for watching. Thanks for enjoying this podcast today. It's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. And on 
Every Tuesday we talk about a Promar Ahi product and today is no different. Today we're talking about the Live Deception Lure. These things come in several different sizes. This is a phenomenal size right here for fishing in the bay. Look at that little baby. This is just perfect. Matches the size of the bait perfect. Also, you can put these on your spinning rods and go out there and target some of that smaller grade bluefin, the yellowfin when it's on the micro baits. This is a micro sardine. That's a micro anchovy size bait, which that fish has been on a lot. When they've been up foam and they've been on that micro bait, that little tiny bait. So that is a lure that you got to have in your repertoire. You need to have those on your boat when you're out there fishing for that bluefin. Especially as how hard it is to get a bite. If you have those things, those little mini live deception flash lures, and you can pull up on one of those foamers and cast that out there on your spinning rod. Whammo. And all of a sudden now you're... Day, you didn't catch anything, all of a sudden you made your day because you caught that one bluefin. Everybody's going to get to take home a piece. Those live deception flash lures come in several different sizes. The one that I like to use the most is the three inch. This thing is deadly. Look at how it flashes that color. I'm telling you, if there's a fish anywhere around, he sees this thing flying by his face, he's going to try to eat it. This thing draws the fish in. The live deception flash, look at how it flashes the color, gang. It is exactly what it says. Live Deception Flash Lure by Promar IE USA. Check out the website. Go over there. Just go into the website. Before you check out, enter the code YSWG if you're checking it out from TikTok or Instagram. And if you're going in from Facebook or YouTube, you have the QR code right there. You can enter in there. Just by entering, it's going to get you into the contest to win the bag of swag that we're going to give away on July 1st. And then we're going to talk, we're going to go over the fishing here real quick, what's going on in Southern California. And also Grunion are running tonight, gang. My very most favorite bait in the whole world. The Grunion run starts tonight, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, historically, the Grunion run is best the second and third nights of the run. The first night, it's always it's the better time, especially if you have children, because it's earlier. And then... Usually that's when the scouts come up on the beach and then the second and third night of the run is full speed. And this is the month, June, where we can actually catch them, take them home, put them in our freezer and fish with them. I think the limit is 50 per person. So like I talked about a few months ago on the podcast is uh, I would take the neighborhood children when my kids were young. We would give everybody a five gallon bucket and take them down there to the beach and let them all catch grunion. Each person gets to have 50. You take three or four kids. You got enough bait to fish with for a few days. Then I go home and I hose them all off in the driveway or out on the grass. Get all the sand off of them. And then I put them in Ziploc bags. Those one pound or those one gallon storage bags. And I'll put 100 baits in there. And I lay them in there. Head going one way. Tail going the other. Vice versa. All the way. till I get all of them in the bag and it lays flat. I put it in the freezer. Then I do that. And then, uh, cause usually I'm going fishing with a buddy so we can have a hundred of them on us when we go out fishing. So I put a hundred in a bag. I put some bags with only 50 in it because there are going to be days where I go fishing by myself and I do not need that ticket. All right. So get down to the beach and do that grunion run. And if you don't want to get them for bait, go check it out. If you've never seen a bitch and grunion run before, it is pretty spectacular. Cabrillo Beach, 
has a cool grunion run right off the other side of the break wall there between the break wall and the point on that sandy beach there. Doheny is probably the best place to go in uh, Orange County. It's super easy. You park at the shipyards parking lot because the the uh, Doheny State Park parking lot is closed at 10 o'clock at night. So you just park at the little shipyard there at Dana Point. Their parking lot's open and then just walk across the street to the break wall, climb down the rocks on that sand there. They run very, very good right there. It's pretty fun. I like to sit there in my car in the uh, parking lot at the shipyard at Dana Point. Just hit it with the big spotlight. Shine it down the beach. When I start to see the little silver fish going up on the beach, I get out of my car, grab my five-gallon bucket, walk down to the beach, and go grab the onion. They are the, probably the very best bait of all the baits you can have dead. They work really good. What eats them? Everything. White sea bass, yellowtail, black sea bass, shovel-nose sharks, bat rays, calico bass, sand bass. They all eat the grunion, and the grunion are running starting tonight. Last month, they were grunion run, but it was observation only. June is the month where you can actually harvest them. Don't worry, you're not going to affect the population of the grunion in the planet by taking them home and freezing them in your freezer. There are You are literally, if you go to the right beach, you're going to see billions of them. Salt Creek, another great beach to go do it at. It's just a long walk up and down that hill, but they run good at Salt Creek. They run good at Dana Point. Those of you that are watching the show right now, you can leave a comment. Let us know where you like to go grunion hunting at. If you do like to go, check it out. Um, and tell me, where do you like to go grunion at? It's, it's important for us to know some good beaches. And uh, you can leave the comment up on the comments there and let me know what beaches you like to go grunion hunting at. Because... Uh, it should be fun. But gang, we are in another full moon phase where the moon's coming up. It's getting bigger and bigger. And that's why you're not seeing these massive counts of bluefin. That's why you're not seeing the sea bass bite as good as it was a few weeks ago. We come off the backside of the moon here. I think everything's going to change. Everything's going to get better. There's already a trickle of yellowfin tuna down, down south. There's been a few caught on the sport boats. I think all that's going to bode very, very well. But like what we were talking about yesterday, the fishing season in Southern California historically really did not start until the 4th of July. We've been blessed and we've been spoiled and we're not taking anything away from that. It's been incredible how much fun it's been the last seven or eight years since 2015. But now we're back into the cold water year. We had more rain than anybody can ever remember in Southern California. More snow, more rain, more runoff. And all this has shifted and changed something out there on the water, and it's changed the fish, and it's changed all that. But just understand, it's going to bounce right back, and it's going to be incredible. And we're going to have a phenomenal year. And you aren't going to believe the amount of fish that you're going to catch, but everybody's in a panic mode. And like we were talking yesterday, I am shocked at how many people do not like to fish for fish anymore. You hear them crying on the radio. You hear them talking about it. Oh, there's no yellowtail. There's no bluefin. Big flipping deal, gang. I, I like to fish. I don't care. Calico bass, mackerel, bonita, halibut, anything. I just love to fish. And I don't need a trophy fish every time I go. And I don't need to spend thousands of dollars on fuel every time I go. But I know there's some people out there that that's all they want to fish for. And they're missing out on the whole experience. This fishing thing is way different than just 
going big tuna fishing or going yellowtail fishing. There's so much other things to do. I don't think our buddy uh, Sonny's going to make it on the show today. Unfortunately, he was trying, trying, trying. He said he's going to wash some of the fiberglass off him. He's been painting a boat all day. But uh, he was going to join us, but I don't think he's going to make it. We're running out of time here. Like I said, gang, if you're watching the show today, understand tomorrow's show will be at 6 o'clock tomorrow night because I am going fishing tomorrow. I'm, I love to go fishing. Why? Because I love to fish. And also, I need more content for all the videos we put out. We put out three videos a day across all social media. We're getting somewhere between 20 and 30 million views a month right now across social media. It's absolutely mind-boggling. But I, well, none of it matters if it's not for all of you watching my cool stuff. And if you haven't had a chance to go down the rabbit hole and go look at the con comments, I know I haven't been doing this very long. My dad started in 1947 and he kind of started me out in the business in 1974, 75. That's when I started working on the boats. I mean, working in the office. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to identify fish. I don't know how to tie up a boat. I don't know how to park a boat. I understand all that, but I really didn't know that until I started posting all these videos and then all these people on, on uh, social media are letting me know. You need to go check it out and read it because it's so fun. It's almost as much fun as fishing. Go read the comments. Enjoy them. Have fun with them. I do. I have fun with them every day. Watch how I comment to these people. That might make you laugh. The way I, I, I bait them up pretty good. I get them eating my bait right on the corner full speed and they just keep eating it. And social media works by comments. That's what drives the algorithm and answering the comments and pushing that envelope. So all these haters are doing me a massive favor, gang, and I got them eating right out of my hand. You're going to love it. Go look, go read, go see what I'm talking about. It'll blow your flipping mind. And it's on every platform, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Those of you on Spotify, Apple, and Megaphone, tomorrow night, it's going to be text the show Wednesday night. I'm going to do my very best to answer everybody's questions. You guys can send them in to me. You can start sending them now, 949-374-0786. I'm going to sit down and answer the questions tomorrow night. At 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we'll be sitting right here in front of the computer answering everybody's questions. If you have questions, you can send them in to me. I'll do my very best to answer. Gang, if you have not done yourself this, download my app. Download my app. It's available on all the app stores. It's available on Google Play, and it's also available on the Apple App Store. Go download my app. You will not believe how easy it is to download. It'll take less than 10 seconds. And I have over 500 videos of how to fish in Southern California and how to take care of your boat and how to maintain your boat, and your batteries and everything we talk about every day on the show. It's all available over there at YourSaltWaterGuide.com. And if you call me or text me your email, I'll give you an absolute free look at the whole thing. You can go in there and make your own decision on is it worth $9 or $10 a month. You can make your own decision and decide yourself, I'll give you a free look and you don't have to put a credit card in and you don't have to worry. Just send me your email and I'll give you a free look at the greatest website ever built for fishermen. And then you can decide if you want to spend the $10 a month being a member of our bitchin' website. All right. So we're going to jump off of here. I want to thank you all.
for being a part of the show, being a part of all this. I really appreciate you. Thank you very, very much. Sonny, we'll try to connect with you tomorrow. Maybe you won't be painting a boat tomorrow. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.